Hello and welcome to the NPEG podcast. You're listening to the voice of NPEG, aka Nick Peg, to some people, NPEG to others, Nick to other people, and Nicholas maybe to my mother or former schools, as is my legal name, Nicholas. Actually, it's French Nicolas, but we don't want to talk about it. Um, welcome. My guest on this episode is the ever astounding, exceptionally beautiful. Sarah Victoria Rosner, potentially Peg, otherwise known as my wife. Um, it has been customary that I start the podcast and then look across the room and say, hey, Sarah, do you want to be on the podcast? And then she goes, what? There's a podcast? And I go, yeah, it's recording right now. Come join. Um, but she... She just noticed I started talking into the microphone and made her way over to sit in the lounge chair that I brought uh, for her. And I even even gathered her a little blanket and she's got her slippers on and now she's adjusting her microphone. Headphones are on and uh, she's ready to share more HelloFresh stories. The ever famous Sarah Rosner, everybody, uh, make some noise, make some noise. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know how She's to... She's adjusting her microphone and, and just let me let me help. Sarah, what's up? Hmm, nothing. Literally nothing. Um, I was just watching TikTok and... Um, Let's try not to breathe too heavy into the microphone. Just like that. <laughs> See what you did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you, you said watching TikTok. Is that... I guess it's become like TV... Where you could have said watching TV. Mm, not really. I mean, it's such a... Has it become that? It's such a... Since it's such short form media, it's like... It's like... it. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, so TikTok is not the like, new TV. Well, what's TV? Is TV cable? Is TV Netflix? Is TV YouTube? Exactly. What is TV? No, it's too, like, it is more of, I think it's a cross-section between, like, YouTube and um, Instagram. Because it's a space where you specifically can create, like, minute or two-minute content. Um, but... Yeah, I think the short-form content is the what's being consumed. No longer mm -hmm. are we like, where's my, well, that's not true either. Cause I do want long form content, but I think there was such a space for short form content that, mm -hmm. that we're seeing it in our own lives that we had a need or maybe a want or a desire for it. And now we sit around and watch TikTok. You um, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's also just like, uh, it's like this addictive platform once you what's start. addictive about it uh because it's it's more interesting than um going on instagram and Why? it's more well because it's entertaining because people are creating specific content for that where instagram it's like yep you see pictures and you see you know updates from friends and whatever whatever people do on instagram i don't know but TikTok is like, it's for the purpose of entertainment. So 
it is similar to YouTube, except generally you don't watch TikTok with people unless you're showing a TikTok to a person. So, and also it just, um, yeah, just keeps me relevant, you know? It doesn't actually keep me relevant. It just reminds me of, like I said before, you, you are reminded that I'm almost 30. And um, people are like, <laughs> the funniest joke is like, people are like, if you are, if you are like old for TikTok, if you're born before the year 2002, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to lock off now. Oof. Yeah. So, um, but, but is you know, it old for TikTok? No, it's actually like not, the, it's, it's like, it's just the same thing that like when you're young, you just think people who are old are like ancient and, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you feel ancient? I don't feel ancient, but it's like, and I think a couple years ago I was like, oh, I'm so upset to be turning 27 and I'm turning, I'm going to be turning 30 and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, we all are. Mm -hmm, like yeah. not just you and I, but I mean everyone, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I think the the thing is, and then I think the older you get, you're like, yeah, you, you're never going to be where you thought you would at a certain age and that's okay. So I think it's like, I'm okay with a lot of those things. Um, I I think the stuff that, yeah, occasionally freaks me out and being like, oh, I thought I'd have more career more money y yeah like you think you would <laughs> let's just say this okay whatever stage you are in life you mm -hmm. will think you will have more of something you will have more time you will have more money you will have more education you'll have more experience um sometimes you do like maybe if you're just like a rise and grind kind of person sure, sure you could but i would say the majority of people are like yeah i'm in college i wish that I had more money but mm -hmm. then that obviously the classic thing of a person like 10 years down the road is like I wish I was at college so I could like you know be this mature and explore the options that I had instead of going into a program that I didn't like that much right that's a specific example but you know what I'm talking about how it's the the yes it's a it's just a reminder that you have to be um, practice, um, I guess like joyfulness of every day because mm. you can get lost in things being so far from what you thought they would be. Oh, yeah. And then you were just in a constant state of discontent and that sucks. I think I like to think of it like you can adjust that microphone however you want. I don't, you can even pick it up and hold it. You can move closer so that cable isn't as short. You can do whatever you need to. Can you hear yourself okay? Mm-hmm. That's great. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this too? And there's a knob on the, the right knob there is your volume control next to your headphone um, input. Okay, that's it's fine. a little tech update. Yeah, pro I probably won't touch that. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, I watched a, a vlog where Casey Neistat was talking to his wife, Candace, and mm -hmm. And I don't, I think, I think they're turning 40 mm -hmm. and they talked about, so they were like, like, how's it feel to turn 40? Mm -hmm. And she, Candace mentioned like, you know, every birthday was always about the future. And now the birthdays have all, all are all turning into like how much longer I have to live. 
so weird. type of mindset. So weird. So I, I, I turn 30 in like a month and 20 days. And so like 30 is a pretty crazy milestone for young people. Mm-hmm. And it's youth for old, like it's youth for as mm-hmm. you get older. So you can hold it in both hands and you can say, I'm old or you can honor your future self and say, I'm actually still in my youth mm-hmm. in comparison to the honoring of the future self. And I was thinking about this the other day, like on the idea that like, oh, wow, when I get to 30, I'm definitely not where I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And what I'm doing there with that idea is that I'm giving all this authority to a younger, younger, more immature me mm-hmm. to like punish my current self for mm-hmm. not being somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't let 19 year old Nick with super long hair tell 30 year old Nick that he's doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't have money or who knows about a stable career or whatever, or a house. We have peers who have are on their second child. They own a house. And like, we have lots of friends like that who are actually younger than us mm-hmm. doing those sorts of, those sorts of things. Yeah, but you still but, do, you do have, like, even to go back, you do have those things. You still have a place to live and you still do yeah, have I'm money. Yeah, I'm not saying. You don't. It's not a total. I'm maybe uh, what I'm saying is, like, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, but it, the the victimizing of your birthday, yeah. of yourself on your birthday, uh-huh. is, is almost self-harm when it comes to, like, really, when it, like, because uh-huh. that, because, like, what you said. It'll bleed the mindset of letting it, like you you said, you almost have to choose the joyfulness of the current space. If you don't, if you don't go to that, if you don't move towards that joyful space, what's the other side of that? Well, this like dread, this uh, almost hatred that you can't stop time. Uh-huh. And you, you almost like punish yourself for something you can't control. Uh-huh. Like I, I turn 30 whether I want to or not. Yeah. You know, I turned 31, I turned 29 and I didn't want to, I can't control that. Mm-mm. And for some reason I was letting a younger version of myself, I was letting that voice be like, you, you know, you were supposed to own four Teslas by now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't have enough outlets on the wall to charge all those Teslas, but yeah, I should own four Teslas for some reason. The 19 year old me thought that would be a funny, a fun thing to have by the time I was 29. Were there Teslas when you were 19, though? I don't think so. I okay. totally don't want to own four Teslas. Okay. <laughs> I know. I've, I was just actually, like, thinking, like, when you were 19, was there Teslas? Like, was no. Elon Musk making Teslas? Okay, sorry. Maybe. Maybe the prototype, the Lotus prototype, I'm was just, around. But I'm, I'm electric tra- cars were, were, yeah. were showing up. I'm not trying to poke That's a hole. That's 2011. I'm not trying to poke a hole in your story. I'm just <laughs> actually, like, curious. So, I think a lot of the tangledness in life. Oh no, we're going to have to pause this because we're running out of space on the computer. Oh, A lot of the tangledness in life comes from where we're looking or almost like that. We don't know. We can look elsewhere for like, like what you mentioned, you can move to a space of joyfulness. I can accept that I'm still in the youth of my life which brings which brings a space of freedom um 
but I had to, but I had to like find that space, right? It didn't come naturally. And I don't want to, I don't know who to blame for that or where, like, why do we look so naturally at, at like the punishing ourselves of getting older? Um, I don't want to, I don't know what to blame. I don't, and maybe it's still, still not healthy just to go around blaming things, Uh but you have to find it. And maybe the finding it process is the most frustrating process, you know, Uh I need to figure out how much space we have Okay. on this hard drive. What, What do you think? Um, well, I have a whole, I have a whole thought on all of that. Um, last year when my dad got diagnosed with cancer and um we thought he only had like two months to live um he is still alive right now um i i as a form of coping i would watch um i would literally try to find tv shows or content from my childhood um, because it was a form of escapism and trying to really like live in that time and how that's connected to like all of that is like, you say like, Oh, why do we get so sad when we turn older? Or like, why do we hate birthdays or whatever? Well, I, I think it's like through movies and through media, it's like, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, I'm I'm sure we have. But it's like we uh, who are the people that are celebrated or glamorized or whatever. It's people who are young and youth is like is value in society. Right. Like that's what that's what. So so birthdays have to do with that. And why I brought that. I'm trying to connect the pieces of why I brought that thing up with my dad. But like my like I didn't really know I was doing that until I went to therapy. And then my therapist is like, yeah, like you're taking in this content or wanting to like just look at old photos or like old like everything um because your current reality is um really unstable and unclear and things have shifted so much that you you go back and you almost try to like live in those times and and we don't just do this in grief I think we do this in like you know certain people will be like, Oh, I always want to look back at my like prom photos or college days or whatever, because it's, you're romanticizing a time in your life when realistically, like when you're, when you're at a certain stage, you can feel so unsatisfied and be like, cause you know, when I get this fill in the blank, I'm just going to be so good. And obviously the classic thing is it's more complex than that. That's the whole point of this, like not point of this conversation, but So, yeah, I think that, I think that it's like, even like I, I, I'll look back at old photos and only have like good memories about it or just be like, you know, obviously if there was like a photo of me crying, no, but like, if it's like, oh, I was on this trip, but like, I could think about things that I was really unhappy about in my life or like things that were really, I don't know that I was just really angry about or whatever. And, and I have to kind of check my own reality when I reflect back on those things and look at all the other things that were happening and remember, no, like 
life now, relatively speaking, is great. Um, and at that point, like maybe it was even more complicated, but I think it, I'm a type two, I'm Enneagram type two, if anyone listening knows what that is. And, um, yeah, like I, I think like type twos can have a tendency and I think your type four have, can have a tendency to romanticize things. Um, and I think, yeah, I'll do that with the past a lot, but what I try to do now is, uh, ground myself in what is true and what is real and what is present. And, um, it's like the constant reminder that there's no, there's no perfect stable spot in life. Right. right? It's constantly right. moving, constantly changing. Like when, you know, here's an example. When you look at our recent wedding photos, mm-hmm. it brings what? Joy, mm-hmm. happiness when you see mm-hmm. those photos, right? I mean, we planned that thing in five weeks. <laughs> And it was, it, it was that, yeah, the, I guess the photos of those moments were, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was very stressful. Yeah. But I don't like, no, so I, you, uh-huh. you see the joy and when you're going back to this nostalgia, uh-huh. this archived nostalgia, uh-huh. <clears throat> we're, we're doing great. Uh, I think so. Uh, I need to switch the host folder onto a different hard drive because we're going to run out of space soon, but. Okay. But like when I, how's this for contrast? When I see old photos, like I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I actually think, so I saw like, there's like photos of me out West recently and and I'm like, oh, like I feel guilty because, you know, we were on a, we were filming a video and like the video wasn't as good as like we thought it was going to become. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh. Like I hurt from that. Mm-hmm. And when I see like myself as a child in situations, I go, oh, look, like, look how messy that situation is. Not like, wow, that's the day I learned to water ski mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Even I was going to write a tweet about this the other day, but even like you know, when you're falling asleep, a lot of people have this where when they fall asleep, they only think about like horrible cringy moments in their life, embarrassing moments, or, or they'll dwell on a, on a feeling of panic spawned by some memory or some current situation. And I was going to write like something, I just didn't do it. It doesn't matter, but now it's going in the podcast. The idea, the idea is like, why can't I ever fall asleep to like a happy idea? Why can't happiness like totally overtake my being? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why does the why does the sadness or panic or regret, why does that, why does the smallest amount of that like poison the whole cup of water versus, you know, the smallest amount of happiness bring the same effect? Hmm. And I got, I get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes me angry. And then of course I can't sleep more when I think about that. Like why, why is there this plague of, you know, torment in these moments? And I'm not saying I have the answer to this, but how, like as a genuine question, how do you move to a space where joy can overtake um, or contentment can overtake this constant battle with, the, you know, despair and torment? 
And that's like a legitimate, like, I want to know the answer to that because I want to then tell everyone, you know, my findings because I know, mm-hmm. like, I want everyone to be able to find that formula within themselves. Mm-hmm. I need something to look for. We're recording again. Okay, I had to. I have another hard drive on my computer that has a little more space than the current one. Actually, uh, someone hit me up. Okay. Roundabout story. Uh-huh. We've changed topics. I'm going to put a little transition, a little commercial break. Um, <laughs> my MacBook died recently. Like it works kind of, but it's not trustworthy. And uh, just before the beginning of the pandemic, um, my friend Dawson gave me a bunch of computer parts. And now those computer parts are the daily driving computer for myself and all of the hashtag hope work. We're recording to that computer right now um, as we talk. And uh, he hit me up the other day and he's like, oh, someone gave him some money for his photography business. And he had a little extra and he's like, do I need any any parts for this computer? So I said I need more RAM and more hard drive space. And so I think he's I think he's looking into getting a deal on some ram and hard drive space so shout out dawson that's very nice of dawson everyone clap for dawson he can fly a plane and he can fly a plane that's right (laughs) i was really happy one day i'm happy that you confirmed that because i wanted to i was like oh if he doesn't do that that's like a very awkward Mm -hmm. um thing to state it's not awkward but you know what i mean he flies a plane and he's he keeps offering like come fly and i'm like oh i'm not in town that was before covid of course yeah. I think he has to like keep his flight. He has to do so many flights per year to keep his license. So I wonder if he's still flying through the vid, bro. Huh. Dawson, let us know. He's not a he's not a supporter, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just ask him. Yeah, yeah. We just spend like three minutes talking about him and it's like, hey, if you if you if you listen to this, which you won't, um He might. He might. So what did you do today? Hmm. Um I got up and i went to work which is how far is the commute 20 seconds that's um, it it takes you 20 seconds to, to to walk across this room it's a big it's room pretty slow it's a, <laughs> wow dude i think it, it's like eight seconds if that it's like three but if just, you have to pee let me tell two okay. and a half seconds just everybody first thing i i work at the kitchen i work at my kitchen table um and it probably takes me about 15 seconds. Okay, next time. No I'll, way. 15 is long. When I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, do, 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 do. And I'm just trying to live life. Yeah. It takes 15 seconds. Okay, don't. It's not 15 seconds. Six. Um, yeah, you're probably right, but I don't want to budge on that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I work from home and... Um, yeah, I won't say where I work. No, it's all good. No, but I, I basically just, I, I answer calls all day, Mm -hmm. um, for people who are, um, going through often, uh, some sort of crisis in their life. So it can be, um, really rewarding and really challenging and it's kind of just like a, a temporary position, but it's a really cool organization. So I am there for a bit and I'm thankful for work and 
having a job. And today I have, I, they do, they have, um, they're only open for half a day on Wednesday. So, um, have you confirmed if that's for like burnout purposes? And I think it's like, so the people working there can not have to respond to as many calls, but I don't, yeah, I never confirmed it for sure. But yeah, it's a cool organization. Um, so it could be for, well, it probably is all I think across the I, board. I would, I would say 99% it's so that those people can have space um, because the place I work, they just get a lot of calls. So yeah. it, it, it gives um, those people who have like, a challenging job, the ability to mm-hmm. not constantly be responding to those. And if people are contacting different ways or different things that they're right. working on. So it slows it down. Mm-hmm. It slows down. What, what would be the, it's like high paced or high stress mm-hmm. environment in like, no, there's another word for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like to work Monday, Tuesday, then a half day, then mm-hmm. work two more days and then two days off. Like it's a pretty good cycle. Yeah, the Wednesday, we'll say, like, I feel like every care. every workplace should have a half day on Wednesday. I don't know how to say this, but they should have a half day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. It is uh, it is good. And so, yeah, I, I literally went into the place that I worked for one day of training, and then I've worked from home since. And Was hard? Um, my job before that, I also worked from home. So... It is, to be honest with you, I, I kind of like it cause I, I personally never want to go back to an office. Mm-hmm. I'll just be straight up. Like I, there's so many jokes about people who are just like, <laughs> I simply will not mm-hmm. <laughs> be returning. It's all the jokes on TikTok just to bring it back around to TikTok. Always. Um, <laughs> and, uh, people were like, I simply refuse to go back. Mm-hmm. I think people like it because it's. I think, like, did you uh, hear that? We just picked up a radio signal. Yeah, that was. Did you hear that? Yeah, I thought I was going crazy. I was like, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, I was adjusting the microphone, and we got like an AM station. Guys, I secretly work for HelloFresh. No, I'm just joking. I decided to bring it back to the. Oh, okay, what's going on? I don't think that's gonna help. Sorry, when you laugh, you blow into the microphone. So I'm just trying to avoid that. And I don't want you to stop laughing. I don't know. But then you can't hear me, can you? I can hear you. You can pull the microphone your closer is, or lower. Your voice is just so much louder than mine. Yeah. It's because you keep moving away from the microphone. Okay. You tell the microphone what to do. Well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, working from home is nice. Um... And I think sometimes people find the office dynamics like sometimes kind of like strange or whatever. And I don't know, I'm really productive when I work from home because I think it allows people to do things Um, like even at my last job, I the times that I was in the office, I got so much more done when I was at home because I was just like, I know the way I want to do this and whatever. But I understand like community and being collaborative with things and whatever. I hate yeah. Zoom calls, like all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. the stuff that sucks. Um, but the last two jobs I've had were, f- I've both been fairly independent. So it's like, there's only been moments where it's like, oh, I wish I could go and ask somebody about this. Right. Obviously that's like a, a thing, but um, yeah, that's what I did today. And then I literally just, 
I did did really not much this afternoon. That's cool. Um, That's sweet. I had this job uh, at this warehouse, and there was this like morning ritual that everyone did, where like you ha- it was unspoken, but what you would do there's a dog and a child running upstairs. What you do is you had to go around and say hello to every single person. Oh my gosh. There's two dogs. Oh my gosh. Um but I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of workplaces are like that though. So I one mean, day not every person, but like most people. So one day I didn't do it. Right? I just walked in, started mm-hmm. packing boxes. This mm-hmm. dusty warehouse. Mm-hmm. And multiple people tracked me down. Mm-hmm. And said good morning? No. Called me out for not saying good morning. And saying, yeah. what's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a mood. Like, mm-hmm. people would say that. And, like, I cr- like thinking about having to go and say hello mm-hmm. to everyone. Like, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Ugh, like, I want to shake it off right now. And, like, I, that's, ugh. <laughs> So that doesn't bother me. I think like, honestly, when I've worked at, I've probably worked at offices for the last like 10 years. It's like, I just like accept that. And I want to like, I just use it as an opportunity to like greet people with kindness. And I know I get why you don't like it because it's like yeah. this expectation of like, and it can be weird. And like, if you don't like people at work, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's super strange. Yeah. Oh, I have to make small talk about something. I think like the places that I've worked, um, they haven't all been great jobs, but I've majority liked the people that I've worked with mm-hmm. at least like 90%. So it's like, you know, and I've like, then you have relationships with people, but, um, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, I, I guess it just like, especially like office, office, like workplaces. Um, I feel like, yeah, they, it's like this, there's a lot of, there's a lot of un, unwritten rules. Yeah. Um, about things and about behaviors. And I think that's what it comes back to of like why people kind of do like working from home. Um, because people have this, they have this newfound um, freedom and it's life changing. It also feels like for me, um, everyone will be like 2020 was so weird. And it was, there was um, just a lot of things that changed last year. And I think like, working from home actually helped me mm. a lot because um like there were days when I was like yeah um there were days where I would just be like literally like just like crying <laughs> while doing work or like something like that instead of being like I have to go cry in the bathroom at work and then pretend like I'm not crying and then I hope that somebody doesn't ask me what's wrong and not out of that person that person wouldn't be wrong for asking that question but it's just like you're kind of like oh, i just i don't want to have to deal with making that person feel better in this situation who have person who i don't have uh, like a relationship with um so i think hmm. for people now like i think even now in my job where there's been like really overwhelm or overwhelming or stressful moments um or just like moments where it's like oh my gosh like you know i just don't know what to do it's been nice to be at home because you don't have to really like filter how you're feeling or like gauge it from who's around you yeah um but yeah i also like you miss obviously like 
I don't know. I worked in offices for so long that it's like, I miss like when you actually like, like a lot of people at your job and it's like, you just go and you like, like talk about nothing at their desk or like whatever. And you know, yeah, there are legitimate friendships, just like human you, connection. You make coffee together. You yeah. have like cool moments like that. Um, so it's like I miss like twenty percent of that, but like, like there's a lot of efficiencies that are la- that are um, suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, but on a personal note, well, it's give or take because a lot of people don't like isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are. We both work in this basement with two windows, and some people are fueled by seeing other people Uh right your extroversion types Uh of people where uh for me it's draining so it works it it works a little better for us but there's there's a lot of efficiencies that are suffering right now and i think we're just at the beginning of the proper technology curve to make Uh this all happen Uh where zoom and and, an email and the internet of course can Uh connect us but some there's new technology on the horizon. I think that's mm-hmm. gonna come out of this. That's gonna change the game again. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if if when you know when business when uh, in person spaces come back, mm-hmm. whether or not there is a common push of like, oh, you can choose to work from home. Yeah, like they were. I've been reading like a lot of articles um, just because I'm interested to see like not like what like the businessman is thinking but like right. different organizations and i was even reading specifically like for nonprofits um and they were talking about how like there will probably most likely be this like in the next like couple of years because people have adapted and it's possible and you know people have to commute less and all this kind of stuff um they'll be like this um not adaptation but like basically giving people more flexibility i feel like most companies that were like ahead of the game were like yeah if people if you want to work from home then that's fine because i think it's like employers who trust their employees would say that right the freelance crew was ahead of that curve for sure yeah anyone who yeah anyone who is kind of like especially people who are doing any kind of independent work like i said like if you're at your job realistically like if you are doing something that you're like i'm kind of pushing all this forward and i don't have like a lot of other people on my team which isn't i know for a fact is not everybody but yeah no i know i know people who are definitely hurting because they don't have that experience plus you don't get to see your friends or your family or Mm -hmm. literally anyone except for the person who is checking you out at the grocery store and they're wearing a mask too right how was how was lockdown christmas um, it was awesome. Really? I mean, okay. What I mean by that was it was interesting because I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh my goodness, I just like, I'm loving lockdown. I'm not, but I'm just saying like Christmas every single year generally is, um, it's all about driving and you're going to a million places and whatever. So like, I mean, for us, like we, um, for us, we were here, um, and it's like, um, yeah, we didn't we didn't really see anybody, so it was just very um, simple and very it, simple, and it was nice and it was really relaxing. Um, it was kind of like the opposite of, and I really like Christmas, but it was kind of the opposite of what it, it was just different. Like I'm not, it's not, it wasn't better or wasn't worse. It was just 
um, a departure, but it did make you realize like, yeah, like, yeah, you could probably like chill a little bit more during Christmas Mm -hmm. and not like make it, I mean, like with our families, they live in like different places. So it generally always involves driving. So, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't bad, but yeah, anyways. That's so many logistics that were just right the window. Right. So it was like, yeah, there was definitely sad moments where you're just like, oh, but, um, I, we are privileged enough that we are, uh, we're married and we're living together. So it was, um, that was really, really nice. It's right. not a situation where it's like, oh, we're both just like alone sitting somewhere by ourselves. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I haven't seen my family since our wedding which was in october we saw your parents in the driveway on christmas day because mm-hmm. they're only 20 minutes away yeah but yeah it was weird we played the played the part like mm-hmm. i keep taking i keep feeling like the covid times are kind of novelty so you know i went over and picked some stuff up from some people's houses recently like mail from the place i used to live and whatever and and like I wore a mask the whole time, sort of uh, out of one, to reduce risk of spreading a uh, water particles from my the vapors of my uh, speech, mm-hmm, as one does, um, to immune compromised people mm-hmm. who I care about. Mm-hmm. I would still wear a mask if I didn't care about the people. Just to be clear, <laughs> um, and like I did it. Like, people are kind of like, oh, you know, you can come in to the house. Or like, oh, you don't need to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm still doing it and I'm not, I'm, like, keeping distance and whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, you know, these times are kind of novelty. And, like, let's play the role Mm -hmm. so that we can tell our children, our grandchildren, like, yeah, like, we had to do these crazy things. This is the most privileged way to talk about COVID because, one, like, I'm not sick. I don't have a family member who is sick and I'm not, like, you know, suffering well, yeah, I, I can't make any money really, but mm-hmm. I'm not suffering from from COVID. So I get to speak on these strange, like benefits almost of of COVID. One being the fact that you can think of it as a novelty to wear a mask, or wow, we get to stay home and just hang out. And if we want to, you know, not get dressed, we don't have to get dressed or whatever. So I don't think it's. I think it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's like you can, and it, and this isn't diminishing anything or taking away from anybody's experience. And there has been so many hard and challenging moments because of COVID. But mm-hmm. I think I'm like we're stuck in this situation. So, um, yeah, there's still moments of like joy and still good of moments course. and still moments to celebrate. So, um. And you can, we can consciously uh, observe mm-hmm. the differences mm-hmm. and choose to move towards these mm-hmm. spaces of joy. And not all the time either. You don't always move to those spaces of joy. I don't always choose those spaces of joy. And I need to not, something I need to not uh, beat myself up over is don't beat yourself up when you know you could have moved to a space of joy mm-hmm. or contentment or acceptance, but still didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be mad at yourself for not doing so. Just, okay, accept it. I could have done it. I didn't do it. 
when can I observe the next decision for moving my spell, my space out myself out of a space of torment Uh to a space of acceptance. Um, Uh and I'm going to choose it the next time. Uh I'm not going to punish myself for not choosing it the previous time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the only, sorry, Uh the only place to get to that decision-making is through observation. And so there's a lot of people that can't, that haven't observed that within themselves. And so they can't even get to the step where they can choose and find that acceptance or space of joy. They're still trapped in the overwhelming, drowning feeling of being a victim to the torment side, right? And so, yeah, somehow, some way, through some sort of even divine or outside intervention, can we move to a place of observing ourselves differently? We can start small in areas of like, oh, I can see the differences in myself in this COVID season versus I can see the differences in myself when I'm thinking even suicidally or not. You know, these these aspects of wisdom within ourselves. But somehow, in some way, something will intervene to allow you to see yourself different. And we have to grab onto those moments so that you can make decisions in the future to move your, yourself from torment to acceptance. Mm-hmm. Always, disclaimer, easier said than done. Yeah. If any of that makes sense. No, I think it makes sense. I think it's like we can, you can, you can literally spend your entire life punishing your past self. And that's not to be like, yeah, I'm so stoked on like who I was or how I was acting or whatever. But it's just like it is um, it is to love yourself is to not, you know, punish yourself for things that you can't like for, you know, like you said, um, like in past moments being like, oh, I'm I'm stuck in this place and I can't I can't have joy or I can't have anything. And um, yeah. But I think the, I think like the, even with the mask thing, um, wearing a mask, I don't think you mean it like novelty, like novelty, like I'm wearing it like, like, this is oh, fun. This Yay. Is, no, no, no. Let's it's, do this it's forever. Like you're, no, no, no. Yeah, you're doing it, like it because you're trying to take care of people around you and because you should right. and because you're supposed to. But it's more like, it's like, you know, everyone is willing to make an exception because, you know, there's still that part of our humanness that's like, oh, right. we want to make it like, you know, we're outside or whatever. And it's just like, you know what? Let's just wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Let's just like make yeah, sure. If I'm forced to do this, I will do it out of joy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my joy is found in saying, wow, isn't this such a novelty, such a uh, mm-hmm. historic moment in the life that I get to live in the time I get to be alive. Yeah. And that's where I'm finding the, not gratitude, mm-hmm. but the acceptance. Yeah. Right. Instead of being like, oh, I have to wear a stupid mask. I'm being controlled. I'm being whatever. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Well, no, I don't want to do this, but I'm accepting to do this because mm-hmm. I'm giving it value by saying it's a novelty is where yeah. I'm coming from. You're like grounding. It's allowing you to ground yourself in what is the the truth of right now versus like, once again, coming back to that same point of like, obviously with COVID, it's like, yeah everyone wishes things were different. Everyone like, you know, they want to see people do things, go to restaurants, see family, you know, not have to worry about people getting sick or dying. Um, and so I think like, yeah, any small things, for example, one small thing (laughs) that I've started, um, a hello fresh order. Absolutely. 
not. Um, this is not sponsored by HelloFresh. Um, is I've started to watch hockey with Nick um, because I need I need something to be excited about. I have I have, and that's what and I oh was my like, gosh. here's the thing. It's like legitimately like it's fun too because you're like, okay, I can I'm gonna cheer for this team. By the way, um, Nick is a Red Wings fan, so now I have married into that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you married into Hockey Town. Um, Congrats. Yeah, my dad was a Leafs fan, but like I never really like watched. Do you feel hockey, like you betrayed like, your father? Because you're a Red Wings fan and not no, a Leafs my, fan right now. So, so if you're a Leafs fan, you like you understand and you know disappointment. Um, so, no, my dad is not disappointed that I'm I'm cheering for the Red Wings. Actually, he'll he'll probably like make fun of us, but then like it, it's kind of like Red Wings aren't doing too well right now and understatement they're doing very bad right <laughs> they're now. the worst but anyways sorry i honestly this isn't a hockey podcast but it could be um but <laughs> could be <laughs> could you imagine we just switched the whole patreon I'm just, around i'm just spouting just <laughs> spouting absolutely thing. incoherent facts about hockey players yeah but what i'm saying is like it legit like i literally said to nick i was like isn't there a game on tonight because i'm like i need i need something to cheer for i need something to be mm. excited for i need something to invest in i mm-hmm. i don't have like we don't even have cable i don't have a new show that's coming on thursday it's just the same <laughs> episode of the office yeah. or seinfeld i've watched a million times over uh-huh. again so it's like it it's stupid as it is yeah. it's something that i'm like you know what this is like a fun thing and initially mm-hmm. i said to nick we should make we should make like fun snacks every single time there's a game on. He's like, there's like a game on like every other day. This season, this every other day is a game. So we go broke. So he's like, well, maybe you not know how like expensive mozzarella sticks maybe are. Not, yeah, I know. I was gonna say it's like, uh, like low key, you could spend like fifty dollars per game. Um, if I was, imagine if we, like, if we're I had a lot of money, I would just buy so many appetizers or make so many appetizers right. all the time. That's that's all I have to say. But anyways. So th- that would be, that was something that I found is like, it's, it's not dumb. It's like you, you need something to be excited about because also like our friends, we got a wedding invitation for friends in the summer. And I was like, oh, that's going to be like, I was like way more, I mean, they're like our good friends. So obviously I'm excited, but there was like this different excitement to be like, whoa, like, an event like that like with people that we like care about like this is so crazy and i was like so excited about this yeah my mom said my mom was like oh we should we should go just turn the nhl game the red wings game on because it just started and we're like three minutes in and the red wings are down by two (laughs) so i mean just because because there's something to cheer for it doesn't mean that it's gonna go well but um well think about this so go back to pre-covid Someone has a job, office job, nine to five. They absolutely hate it. They despise it. They don't see any way out of it. They say, this is how you live your life. You get a job like this, you stick to it, you show up, you do the hours, you don't complain, you climb the ladder, right? You you sweat, you bleed for this company. It's intense. Right? You, you build this career. Sure, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But you found yourself in your 30s and you hate it. You're finally accepting you're like, wait a minute, this existence in this office, like I actually don't like it. Right? This is this is like a sing this is like an example of a person. You say, Wow, I actually hate life. 
right? Uh-huh. You get to this point where like this, if this is all it has to offer, I save a little bit of money every year. I'm not going to ever get that yacht in the Bahamas or I'm never going to afford to like not have to work, right? And you, you realize like I have to work until I have enough money to afford the end of my life. And then I, and then I, hopefully I die with a money, a little bit of money left over or rate on zero because then I would go into debt still being alive, right? And, and unable to work. So you have to grind out your entire existence in this space, in this cubicle. But imagine there's a new episode of The Office every Wednesday. And now this person has like hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. TV did that for people. Used to be Thursdays at 9 p.m. Right? Or a Leafs mm-hmm. game. Like, oh, mm-hmm. dude, there's a Red Wings game. Or there's whatever. There's a hockey game. And I can, and I can oh, and I can get into the stats. And I can get into, mm-hmm. like, oh, they, like, today, I we, they benched this player we really like. They didn't put him on. He hasn't got a goal yet, but he's really good. And, like, we're really pulling for him. And it's his first year on the team and all this stuff. <laughs> and they benched him. And we were like, no, like... I went. I went on this whole rant about it's like he's been doing a really good job, and just because right. he hasn't got goals, so it's like it's. So like here great. we are thinking yeah. about that, mm-hmm. and we're it's, passionate about it, and our being has purpose in in an intention, intention, you know, about this idea, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, our souls are alive a little mm-hmm. bit, right? In this, you know, we're speaking worldly here. We're not speaking religiously. We're not bringing. We're yeah. not really bringing God into this mm-hmm. in this example, but. Mm-hmm. Now we have this small H hope mm-hmm. and and we know, okay, there's a hockey game every day. We have something to live for. We, like subconsciously we have something to live for. I should say it like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's something that is like exciting, right? Yeah. It's not going to be like my, my life is like, it's way different than it was before, but I think it's like, um, you know, there's, there's, if you can, um, enjoy something like that, I think that it's special. So basically I'm like, and I think it's fun to watch hockey with you. It's just fun. And I literally just ask questions every five minutes and I'll tell you something. So pretty much every player on the Red Wings, I've like tracked down, um, their dog if they have a dog and I followed it on Instagram. Um, because the Red Wings put out this like calendar to raise money for, I think their foundation. And, so then I just went through all the players and went to their Instagram and found pictures of their dogs. All their dogs, yeah. Oh, the dogs are so cute. So, you know, that's also what I'm very passionate about yeah. when it comes to hockey. Um, yeah, that's true. Sarah went on this mission to find, to look up all of the, like, big name players, like, girlfriends. And then through that, we discovered, wow, all of them have, like, dog Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now she has, like, she followed all the dogs. Yeah. Of the Red Wings players. And she's rated like um, the cute ones and ones she likes the most. And then if if one of the players scores a goal, uh-huh. she, instead of her saying like, wow, good job. He did such a good play. Uh-huh. She'll say, oh, his dog is so proud. It, and it's true because the dog would be proud of you if you, you came home after your hockey game or if you came home after going to the convenience store or if you just pet him on the head or if you called him a good boy. The dog would be proud. Oof. Just check the score again. They scored an, again. Three nothing. They, Red Wings don't even have a shot yet. They're down 3 0. That is. In the first 10 minutes. You know, it's it, old Steven, it's, Steven it's, Stamkos. Fun it, fact, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with Steven Stamkos. He's on the Red Wings? He's on the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's one of the best players oh ever. Oh my God. Won the Stanley Cup last year. 
Wow. And by high school, I mean he was playing for the Sarnia Sting in, when he was in grade 12. And he did an English class oh. at my school. Oh. And I was, I was in that. You were in that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were in the class or in the, in the building? In the class. Okay, okay. But he didn't come to all the classes. Of course not. He just did school through the school. When you're in, when you're on the Sarnia Sting, you don't have to worry about a thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but like here you we don't. are. Um, yeah, if you play for the Sting, you don't have to pay for a meal around Sarnia at all. Oh wait, where's the where's the restaurant we, when your mom lived in Sarnia? Mile. What's it called? When your mom lived in Sarnia, the place, the restaurant we would always go to. The you guys would always go to. Yeah, what the heck is it called? Why can't I remember? Really, you don't the remember? name of? I can see it in my head. Dominique's picture is on the wall. Hmm. She's like signed a few autographs there. Uh, <clears throat> I want to call it Sammy's, but I know that's not that's. That's awesome. Yeah, the Golden Mile one. It's like super famous. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, and I've actually stopped going there. There's a new one. <clears throat> Are you There's a new one that I didn't know about. Yeah. It's actually crazy. In like Sarnia. I didn't know about this one restaurant until my friend Micah took Joe and I there. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> when we slept on his floor without blankets one night after, after a, a, a flipping tour stop. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I interrupt for two seconds? <clears throat> Have you ever seen the memes where it's like... <laughs> When you go to check on your friend and you forgot that you didn't bring them a blanket and it's like the meme of them just like having like a coffee table on top of them and they're asleep. <laughs> oh <my laughs> or they just have like some like random object, like they've got like a picture frame on top of them. Yeah. They've got like magazines covering them. Yeah, anyway. that was this situation. Yeah, yeah we didn't oh, have anything. Man. <clears throat> it's the worst. It's a pit. It was uh, it was our own fault. Like I don't know why we didn't bring sleeping bags. Um Too I wrong. guess we had places to stay and we're like, no, we're fine. Anyways, now I my car always has a sleeping bag and a pillow in it. Um, Cromwell Diner, downtown Sarnia. I I can't believe I didn't know about it. But like, has it always existed? Always. That's Since a shame. like the fifties. And now you have no no one who lives in Sarnia. And it now I'm rarely be, there. Your mom used to live there, and now you, now she doesn't mm-hmm. anymore. So it's like, you know, so what? only if there's shows or if I'm speaking Sarnia, somewhere. Sarnia also has like the best cinnamon buns ever. Sticky, Sticky fingers, fingers yeah. the best. I would I would say the I would say probably like top three at least that I've had in really? my life. Oh, I would. I've consumed a few of those. So yeah. his mom, I think last Christmas, your mom bought some and yeah. she froze them so that you could have them. Yeah. And then we pretty sure we ate it in like two days. Like just a pack of cinnamon Okay. Buns. I have to admit that I have eaten a tray of those myself yeah. in a sitting. Yeah. Like in high school. <sighs> just like because you know you got a metabolism did back you get, then do you get like a bubble gut from that or like you know when you're that's probably just what's like... done it <laughs> i don't mean like i don't <laughs> that mean was like... the foundation of this stored calories <laughs> no here. no I, I mean like i meant like bubble gut and like you know when you're <clears throat> when your stomach's like bubbling you just and too it's much. like no felt fine <laughs> <laughs> never never been healthier when you're a teenager you're like yeah yeah i'm uh i'm good i'm good i think yeah, i'll just eat more in high school I just had a memory of this. It was like, this is so, this is a very weird memory, but like in high school, like, I don't know why, but I always felt so embarrassed to like eat lunch in front of people. And so like 80% of the time I didn't eat a lunch and I probably didn't eat a breakfast. And then I would go home and I would eat, Mm -hmm. I would probably eat like 4,000 calories in like (laughs) 20 minutes. But it was like, yeah, what a weird, what, I think it was just like, I, it was like, I felt like insecure eating in front of people, but I like, that was like a thing in high school for a lot of like, especially for, for a lot of girls that I knew. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't like, I eating mean, eating in front of people. Mm-hmm. I wonder, could that fall into 
like an anxiety disorder or an eating disorder category? I mean, I don't, I don't want to categorize it as any kind of disorder, but I would just say like, it's, it's, it's more of just like, I think a, a, even it's like a social, a social eating thing. But for some reason it was just like, but I could like go with my friends and we would go to like a restaurant and eat and I'd Mm -hmm. be fine. But it was for some reason in the school context of like, maybe it not feeling like, yeah, I would, I would probably like buy like French fries from the calf and be like, here we go. This is, this is a good, Mm -hmm. this is a good meal. But Anyways, that's not really anything relevant. That was just an unlocked high school memory of food. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have a breakfast program at your school where, like, if you showed up before 730, you used to get, like, chocolate milk and, like, a bagel or something? In grade school. High yeah, school. I went to one in grade seven. It was Cheese Whiz on toast. You remember? You know what? I, the other day, someone on TikTok was making something with Cheese Whiz, and I was like, I've always hated Cheese Whiz. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the craft Singles either. Um, but I was like, remember, it was like everyone just, you had Cheese Whiz for stuff. Oh, I couldn't handle it. I don't know the last time I had Cheese Whiz. I don't. Maybe your mom bought some <sighs> or something yeah. and che- I put it on celery. Cheese Whiz is, I just, and I'm not, like, saying I'm above it. I just, I don't like the taste, but I'm not like, some people love craft singles and I know it kind of probably is in that same category, but yeah, the can't, can't get any better than some, some good old craft singles. I feel like if you want to make celery less healthy, yeah. just put some cheese whiz on it. That's oh, the, God, that's that the move, was, right? I forgot about that. I used to take the most healthy thing to eat. <laughs> and then make it not healthy yeah celery celery is like has literally like no nutritional value basically right and then it's like yeah i'm gonna just put some cheese whiz some salty orange cheese bread um joe who was on the podcast a couple podcasts ago i remember he said something to me about our cheese and i never forget it and i always i literally probably think about this 95 percent of the time when i buy cheese he's like your cheese is so orange here because obviously like the reason that like a lot of cheddar cheeses that you'll like see in a grocery store are orange is because it's kind of after like the the process craft single to like look like that to be that like orange cheddar and after he said that like i always just make sure like when i buy cheddar i just it probably yeah. still it's probably still as dye in it when it's like white but mm-hmm. It really stuck with me. Well, it's like our flour too. Our flour is bleached, but you can't get unbleached. Yeah, you can get unbleached, mm-hmm. but I have unbleached. Like right for now. some reason, we don't want to eat bread unless it's like perfect white. And yeah. the only way they're achieving that is by literally burning mm-hmm. it with a chemical. <laughs> it's and it's. I think it's. It comes from like people really loving like processed, like really processed food. Oh my gosh! Like processed food is like you understand why people love it. It's like, it's 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 geniusly created right and it's these bright colors and everything's really soft and melty and whatever and it's like you look at a loaf of wonder bread and look at how freaking white white and squishy it is Mm -hmm. we had wonder bread recently and i don't really like buy that often but i was like this is good it's good you can't deny it It goes stale so quickly it's very fragile i think what they've created is like which to me is odd because it has so many preservatives in it that Mm -hmm. it should have um it probably doesn't mold as quickly but it true it might get stale the moisture will escape it the crunchiness like they've 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 been able to cheaply recreate like 
like a, like a a bite perfection. Mm-hmm. Like people really want like that consistency. Like if you buy, if you make a loaf of bread, every loaf of bread is different. Mm-hmm. But people want that familiarity. Yeah, you want like so you it, buy that Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want that you want that standard size that you get all your slices out of. Versus like yeah, like even if you make a loaf of bread yourself in like a loaf pan, um, you'll still get less slices. It'll be amazing, but it's like and it's convenient mm-hmm. and it's it's cheap and there's no shame in it. There's no shame in 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 buying bread like that. Right. We literally do all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, it's uh <laughs> I don't even know how we got on this, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> processed food. <laughs> okay, podcast. Quick pause. All right, Sarah, we've spoken for an hour mm-hmm. into these microphones. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about? Did you, did, you, did you have any topics that you really wanted to bring to the audience? <sighs> I, yeah, last night when I was laying in bed, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this because <laughs> it's like so vulnerable and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, and I don't think this would be the wrong space to, to share it in, but or I maybe think it'll be a at, different episode. It can be a different episode. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, um, our occupations and our jobs and what they mean to us and what they make us feel about ourselves. Um, and yeah, I've just been thinking about that a lot as I've transitioned you mean in general, or you mean yours and mine specifically, I think I was thinking, you mean, of, or just human in general, I was thinking about myself, but then obviously I was making it into like more of a, a universal conversation about, workplaces and jobs and work and what it can mean to us and you know what it shouldn't and all those kind of things um but yeah that's I was thinking more just from my experience in like doing like nonprofit and social work stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah and just that journey of uh navigating that world because it is challenging so but you know, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to talk about that today. That's like just something I was like last night in bed. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And I have so, I've, I have these great thoughts about it that I feel like, I mean, it would be niche for this podcast. Cause what, like how many people listen to this? 40 people maybe. If we're lucky. Yeah. So like 40 people listen to it, but I think it's, uh, yeah. 15, the, one five. That's why. Shout out to the 15 people. We were at nine before, so. Y'all. 15 is almost a double thanks for thanks for thanks for listening um to to us um just talk about random things um we appreciate it random things but with passion with passion and purpose yeah there's <laughs> yeah i definitely have other topics that i want to talk about but i'm like you know i think i'm i'm good mm-hmm. well i, I want to do two episodes with you and i per month Okay. Because everyone, well, not everyone, gotta stop using that vocabulary. A lot of people hit me up and be like, I've listened to all of them and I mm-hmm. want to listen to more of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like that when I was working, especially mm-hmm. in the warehouse stuff, I would do like three podcasts a day. Mm-hmm. And I was always checking like the ones that, the, oh, the yeah. shows I really loved. I'm like, oh, when's the next one? Oh, no, it's weekly. I have to wait a week, you know? Yeah. I, I totally, yeah. When I'm in like the groove of listening to a podcast, it's like, oh my gosh, it doesn't come up for doesn't come out till next Wednesday. Oh my right. gosh. But 
And yeah. so one an episode like this, these are, you just got to take the time. Mm-hmm. I, um, where other episodes, which will take more preparation and stuff like that and editing, then, you know, they'll take their time. But their proper scheduled amount of time. But yeah. Yeah. I think like, an, like anything between like an hour and an hour and a half is like, is good. Is yeah. like a it is an enjoyable amount of time. That's what I normally like. I normally find when it's over like the two hour mark. Sometimes I feel like I can I can lose lose touch a little bit. But you know what? If it's interesting enough, I can I can stay on. I can I yeah. can keep keep listening to it. But um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I wasn't bringing anything specifically. I'm really trying to. Um, like push myself in question asking yeah, you and, just... and ask specific, not like, what is that like? You know, or, well, maybe, maybe it's, what is that like? But I want to be able to spot, like spot the questions. What does that mean? What am I saying? What, what, what am I saying? You, you're working on, basically you're working on being like the person who is the interviewer, not the interviewee, because you're right. kind of controlling the ship and, and you have to, one person, one person asks you or collaboratively, you kind of have to like go in and be like, you know, have stuff prepared ahead of time. I mean, it's just us. Yeah. So it's like, we can, we can talk about a variety of subjects, but yeah, yeah I've had so far you and I have been on the podcast. We've done an episode, episodes together. And then I brought like, you know, one of my best friends on Joe on, and then I've done one with myself. So I know like it's cheating. Cause I know so much about everyone who's been on the show that I don't have to go. There's no dead space of being like, uh, so what next sort of thing I can, I can just, I can go with it. Cause I'm so familiar, but I would love to interview somebody who I don't know yeah, and be confident in going that I'm not going to sit here and be like, so you're, you do, so you're a musician. Is that what, what instrument? So, so you like to eat food? Tell so, me about that. Yeah. What's it? <laughs> no, I think you would, I think you're, you're naturally really good at that. But I want to practice. And so that I feel more confident. Uh-huh. So when Justin Bieber responds to me yeah, and I'm like, yo, come on the podcast and he's like yeah, bro let me hook you up with some sweet drew merch just the and slippers like, and you're like bro send me that freaking corduroy outfit that you were wearing right. last week and he's like no problem my bro and he sends yeah. it to you mm-hmm. so when he's on you know yeah, when, when he's, he's on the podcast i know to ask him like mm-hmm. you know do you feel like the next thing you release is going to crumble your career you know is everything or are you in a space of freedom where you feel like you can do anything that man you know what what's where's the weight all right where's your stresses like i want to that man's just trying to write an r&b record and can't get acknowledged for it did you hear about that really well no because he said he got it was some award it was probably a grammy and he got nominated for a pop album and he's like it's not a pop album it's an r&b album and everyone's like eh, it's kind of a pop album but as a person who's who's producing that and they're putting yeah. in all the elements it's like technically that person does have like a say of what they how they wanted to be represented but then your audience can construe it anyways it doesn't matter yeah the man's just trying to make an rb rb album but he but he can't because you know ever since um what was this like first song baby or whatever yeah um he can't after that after that purple shirt with the the white the white uh was it the purple sweater with the white jacket i don't know right pop music for life 
I just I think there's so many people making money off of him mm-hmm. that they they're gonna tell him what he is. Yeah. You yeah, know? it must be that must be difficult. Oh, also there is one thing I would like to say. Um, we have a tiny little tree inside of our house. <laughs> um, and it's an uh it's a dwarf Alberta spruce. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so cute. It's like fifteen inches tall. I got it the day before a lockdown at Home Depot and it had lights and everything on it. Um, but I took those lights off and now he is just he's just chilling. And I, what did I name it? Alfred. Alfred. Alfred is doing great. He is thriving. Um, and we know he'll thrive outside too because he's, he's, he's a dang, made for he's it. a dang spruce. Yeah. So he's a high altitude tree even. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. We didn't, um, we don't have a real tree. We bought this little tiny tree and there were little lights on it and that was a little Christmas tree. Yeah. It was like $5 and I'm like, this is adorable. Oh yeah. It was on sale. It was like the day before Christmas. <laughs> we're at Home Depot. I was buying lumber to build a shelf. <laughs> the shelf is still not built i still haven't built the shelf <laughs> we got a tree <laughs> but you could it was like it was like it was like somebody had a box of puppies yeah. out front yeah and they were like on sale and oh. you're like we can't just leave them oh my god have gosh. to buy all the little trees oh I'm like well you can have one little tree choose which one you want and you like this one alfie is so apparently from what i've diagnosed on the tree mm-hmm. it's like they don't water them well, I don't know how you could like they get put on a transport truck and then they go for like no one cares about these mm-hmm. plants that are for sale unless you're at a greenhouse or something. Um, our little tree was dying because it didn't have proper water. <clears throat> so I like did, like this full like soak of his roots and the dude has grown like four inches it's it's hilarious in can, like a week and a half can you post a picture like on below like the the um the podcast sure okay because i think people will <laughs> love it it's so funny you can see where he's like grown because it's like it's like dark green and then it's like these like bright green bristles like like literally like seven inches out of mm-hmm. the top so so here's what i think if you aren't seeing growth in your life there's an aspect of you that's dehydrated and uh, we need that replenishment. Mm-hmm. That's so vague and, and not specific. I, I, I mean, like and the Hallmark cards can say that. I don't know. <laughs> but our little tree. You're so like, I, because of my line of work. T- you're just telling everyone to just, everyone's like, well, I just got to go take a bath then. Sure. Maybe it is that. Maybe your your skin is dry. <laughs> because of my line of work, I'm constantly looking for little stories that have purpose. And I can tell a story and then like, boom, here's the point. Um. So I really thought I was on to something until I started saying it out loud. And that's idea development. Sometimes ideas suck and you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That ideas suck. It's true. You know, but our little tree is great. Our tree is great. Go Alfred. Can we get a go Alfred in the comments if you listen this far into the podcast? <laughs> um, an hour and 10 minutes in, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm I was, good. I always ask this question. I'm good. So it seems. I'm good. The Red Wings are losing. Big time after the first intermission. Boys. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. How was your chair? I got you that new chair. No problem. Yeah, I got this chair off of somebody off of Kijiji and it's like a legit, it's legit like a really cool antique, like mustard colored chair that used to be like the person who was selling it. It was their mom's. So she said it was at least from like the 1930s or 40s. And, um, it's not the most comfortable chair, but it's so adorable. And so, yeah, no, it's it fine. I'm, I'm, Instead I'm of a wooden 
I, uh, kitchen chair or whatever. I, I use it to play PlayStation One. So nice. My little, my, it's my little gamer chair, you know. Yeah. Nineteen thirties antique chair. <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cute. So thanks for sitting with me for an hour. Yeah, no problem. Now we- we're gonna spend the rest of our days sitting together too. This hour was recorded. Yeah, this-, this hour in Nick and Sarah's life was recorded. It's true. Um, thank you everyone for being part of the Patreon. We're uh, we hit sixty five people last month. I think it's dropped a little bit, but that's amazing. Sixty five people. Like I can't believe it. I saw the video um, go in my Facebook memories. It's like January twenty eighth or something. I posted the the like classic I quit Boston Pizza video, mm-hmm. and on that day I gained like one person, mm-hmm. and then it was like I had ten people mm-hmm. for all that time I was touring um and whatever and i was like wow 10 people can you believe it 10 people for i mean 65 is a lot of people to the way i feel that i see it is like 65 people are giving me money Mm -hmm. um it's it's like such a it's such a crazy it's such a crazy thing that um yeah that people who are it's not crazy that people are supporting you it's it's i guess just more like gratitude and thankfulness that that people have chosen to invest sure their money in that and to believe in hashtag hope mm-hmm. and buy obviously by relation you um and support you in that and i think that's so cool um because yeah it's it's so let me let me circle back to the beginning of this podcast where we were talking about joy or choosing joy spaces or leaning to different spaces of you know where are we going to dwell i used to dwell in a lot of guilt when i saw the number of people giving me money mm-hmm. or i'd see someone sign up and be like wow like it would bring so much fear so when i would see someone sign up it would bring so much fear into myself because i would naturally go to this space of like guilt or i don't know like I just felt like I was taking people's money, you know, and and that person wasn't getting anything in return. But as we're, you know, even as I started working more with Mark, um, who's come on as the co-director and like business manager for Hashtag Hope, um, he's really opened my eyes to like people's joy of supporting mm-hmm. and yeah, purpose totally. that is found in supporting something. And, he's, and, he, and he pushes me to say like, what things do you support? Um, but it takes your money, mm-hmm. right? Well, one thing, like it gives back in a certain way, but easy one. We talked about like the Detroit Red Wings hockey. I bought some tickets mm-hmm. like a while ago mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's relatively expensive now because they're so bad. These were only like $15 tickets, but like I gave the money mm-hmm. to go see them lose or whatever, or like you'll buy a, I don't really buy it, but you know, people will buy jerseys and whatever to support and represent uh-huh. that, um, that ideal yeah. or whatever. Um, what else? Like music, uh-huh. you know, buying cassettes or records or buying someone's music. Yeah. You get that back. You get ownership of that physical piece of music, but you're supporting, you know, you're giving, you're supporting. So anyways, I've had to grapple and wrestle with the with the concept of people supporting. And it's no, it's not people giving me money. It's people believing 
in the efforts that, you know, that I feel like I'm called to do. And man, it's, it's a manifestation of, of, uh, God's calling on my life to see that people are saying, here's literally my PayPal or my credit card number. They're not giving, you know, giving mm-hmm. me your credit card number, but you're signing up with it mm-hmm. on Patreon. And, uh, that act, just know that it go, doesn't go unnoticed from me, but it doesn't go as like, like, Oh, Oh, what am I saying? It doesn't go like without weight mm-hmm. in my life, you know? Yeah. I see people who, who talk to me about like having like not the best financial situation and still jumping in at $5 or $10 each month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like, thank you for doing that. That's yeah. Even more so it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's generous in any capacity, but yeah, it's, it's, um, really, I don't even know. It's really, yeah, I guess besides generous, I don't know what other word I'm trying to use, but, um, yeah, for people to do that. And I think that's, I think that's great, but I, you know, I also see it as like, yeah, I see, I see all the work you're doing and, um, anyone listening, you, you should be well assured that that money goes towards um, being able and and continuing at this time to do hashtag hope mm-hmm. and all the things around it, and it helps support you so that you can live, or I guess us. Um, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah really really cool to see in the last year how much it's grown in terms of just your own personal support so that's really awesome yeah mm-hmm. big things coming up yes oh wow you said now you're now you're real podcast yeah youtuber bro you won't believe the biggest you know you know what that always is it the big joke is always like this is gonna be the craziest announcement of my life and all it is is like someone releasing like uh like one one single shirt yeah <laughs> That's a that's a big deal for some people, but the yeah, it's it's always like, oh, it's a new video that you do every week, and that was your big announcement last week is that you're making another one and that you've made every week for the last two years. <laughs> and that that meme was even more like memed out when Chloe uh, Kardashian was like, "I have like the biggest thing that I'm gonna reveal." Like, oh my goodness, and people are like, "I'm so proud of you." And then she was like. <laughs> doing a proactive sponsorship I'm like girl no girl you do not use Oof. proactive you don't Oof. you don't is that skincare I, yes skincare honestly oh, yeah. it's i think it's like okay for short-term use and it helps with acne but anyways it, mm-hmm. th- that's not the point but it was just like it was more of just like that meme from like super rich people being like this is like such a big deal for right. me and it was like it's proactive like and everyone was dollars. like everyone was like what it was all so, hype for the marketing so, yeah so random yeah but this is not hype for the marketing. I mean, it's hype for the marketing. I mean, it just, you know? it gives people it's who... the biggest thing I've ever done. Yeah, it gives people who support you, um, it is an insight on your life because they specifically are supporting mm-hmm. you, right? They're supporting you to be able to do hashtag hope, but they're yeah. supporting you. So it's like, you know, at least this is, even if it's just like random thoughts about cafeteria food, it's sure. it still is all included and it's this little insight. You know, it's people giving, letting people in more. Yeah. I mean, I joke that it's all like random stuff, but it's like you said, it's stuff with meaning and purpose and um, jokes in between and whatever. Hopefully we talk about things that actually interest people and have depth and, 
you know, causes us to think and maybe mm-hmm. other people as well. Sweet. Mm-hmm. If you're still listening, thank you. Thank you. And a bit more on the teaser, on the teasing of the future, I guess. <laughs> Big news. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to be saying the phrase, a world without suicide, a lot. Uh, coming up in the next few weeks and if you see um, a post like that on the hashtag hope feeds or on my own npeg stuff or on sarah's stuff or wherever if you see a world without suicide would you please share it um, as we push some hype of the new of the new new that's showing up that's an old music phrase from the late 2000s oops from the late 2000s a warp tour we got the new new coming out yeah, really, really from an outside perspective, really um, exciting and a lot of work um, leading up to all this, but it'll be... So much work. It'll be... Uh, I'm actually very overwhelmed, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I'm terrified if it flops and uh, there's a lot more on the line, you know? It's not just me, my car, and a box of t-shirts and a microphone. It's a lot, and uh, yeah. We will deal with this day that is in front of us, and... That's right. I'll choose to go to Joy. And then everything else is is next, you know? Sweet. hmm Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for being part of the Patreon again. Um, this has been the NPEG Podcast. Final words from Sarah? Um... We will be posting a picture of our tree. A picture of the tree. Um, Alfie. And thank you guys for listening. This is, it's fun to do. And like Nick said, we'll, we'll do a bunch of them in the future. Um, yeah. So from Nick, Sarah, and Alfie, the tree. See y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>